All right, we're back with a special edition of Coffee with Specs. Bryce the Prince is currently out on assignment, and by that I mean he's working today. But we got our friend Tim Ben Stratton to be hanging out. We're going to be breaking down some deals. It is currently 3.05 where I'm at, so the trade deadline just passed, but deals can kind of trickle down. So if anything big breaks down, we will break it down for you as it comes in. But it's been a uh, pretty wild trade deadline so far. Don't you say so, Tim? Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. We have literally gotten deals from, I mean, really the last couple days leading up to today. But then, you know, we had the big Juan Soto stuff happen a few hours before the deadline. But within the last 15 minutes until it hit 6 Eastern, 3 o'clock your time, I mean, we had stuff coming through. And there still could be some things that break while we're doing the show here. So uh, I can't remember the last time an MLB trade deadline was this action-packed because most of the time, it kind of just falls with it kind of just goes and passes by with a whimper. Wouldn't you say so? Yeah, I would. A lot of times it's sort of it. What's weird is I think when we think of like big trade deadlines, we always think of like the NBA trade, the trade deadline, like NBA free agency where it's it's like a like a rush where everything kind of happens in 24 hours and then nothing happens. And that's sort of what the MLB has been as we've had. Like, that's for yeah, I, like yeah, it, the cocaine rush uh, like, stuff. Every team, I think, with the exception of the Rockies, made at least some trade over yeah. the last few days slash weeks for for the deadline. So, I mean, it it was definitely active and some pretty significant names. And yeah, there were a few guys that were talked about in rumors that ultimately stayed put. But for the most part, all the big guys that we were kind of expecting went. So I, I can't wait to, to really dig into these and see how they play out. Yeah, I would think I'm trying to think of like, remember, I'm trying to like remember like pitchers and stuff they had. I think most of them did up getting moved that mm. I can like work that I recall seeing. I don't think there were um, any that didn't. And that's interesting. Of the pitchers? Of the like the the pitchers that could the quote unquote like impact starters, you know? Because yeah, we got I, I think well Cat. well Carlos Rodon was one that kind of emerged late and they were saying that San Francisco would be listening on him. Um but he ultimately stayed put. But yeah, As everyone else everyone else would in terms of Castillo, Montas, um, Tyler Molly, like all those guys ended up going. So yeah, it was it was pretty eventful from the pitching side. Yes, with and it I'm getting at late a little bit down the road here. We got confirmation from Ken Rosenthal that the Cubs not trading Contreras or Hap. So all that buildup is nothing. And yeah, that's that one puzzles me a little bit. And and I know it's probably too early to do trade deadline winners losers. Um, but that just feels like such a missed opportunity for them. I, you know, they had the fire sale last year and I think ultimately it was the right decision. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, Contreras and Hap, their contracts are done at the end of the year. I think both are probably going to get a fairly generous contract now. Now who's to say maybe the Cubs actually do keep them around and see them as a part of their core, which is fine. Like they're both in their twenties. It makes some sense, but I think you could have gotten a lot of value, especially for Ian Happ, who was just so inconsistent, and they could have taken advantage of him having a really strong year and, and gotten some nice building blocks for, 
for a rebuild that they're very much in right now. Yeah, it is. I've been watching MLB Network all day since I'm home sick, and mm-hmm. I don't agree with these old G old GMs. But Dan O'Dowd made a point where it's where he's like, you know, trading for a prospect versus draft pick compensation really is about the same thing and you're better off with the draft pick compensation and i'm like at the end of the day it's still a mystery box versus a mystery box but when you're trading the guy but at least when you're trading a guy especially like two guys like ian hat and wilson Contreras, you're at least realistically getting more more lottery tickets it's not just one lottery ticket you're probably getting at least probably four total. And yeah, not all of them are going to hit, but you're getting your shot at four versus one. Yeah. I, where are you? What's your school of thought? If you're a GM, would you rather get four kind of, yeah, we'll see what happens prospects or one to two decent prospects. I'm kind of in the mindset of, I, I think it's such a crapshoot, especially in baseball. We just, we don't know, and and I want to talk about the Soto deal in particular too at mm-hmm. some point. But the the whole premise of these trades, I just I feel like we rarely see a deal where oh you get one to two prospects back. Oh, one of those prospects is pretty pretty good, and then it ends up working out for you. Like I think these GMs are so much better off just getting quantity. And if you get six guys, I mean, that's more darts. It's the same reason why NFL teams, at least successful ones, really prioritize getting a lot of draft picks. Yeah. Like, and they just keep accumulating because, you know, the Baltimore Ravens are never picking the top 10 of a draft ever, but yet they continue to bring out dr- great draft classes because they have 12 picks every year. So, like, why don't baseball teams try to look at the minor leagues in that same realm and just get more and more and more, and maybe you'll get a couple guys who weren't highly regarded that surprise you. That's at least my sort of reasoning, but I, I would understand why some teams would be hesitant to just part with four to five guys for a decent throw. Wow. Okay, breaking news. This one just in. Angels traded Ross, uh, closer Rossell Iglesias to the Atlanta Braves. Wow. And you want to hear an allegedly the return. Oh, God damn it. The return includes Jesse Savez and Tucker Davidson. I have literally, I'm, I'm this, I'm done with this team. I am done with this team. There, there better be more than that. There better be more than that. Are you absolutely kidding me? Well then, uh, are you kidding me? You couldn't get Strider. Are you kidding me right now? I mean, I'm not the, okay. I'm going to rant for a second here. I am not the biggest Rossell Iglesias fan. I am not. I I get why we paid him. I absolutely get why we paid him. But if you're gonna trade him, you gotta get more than what than Jesse Chavez and Tucker Davidson. Are you kidding me? How do we fail? How do the Angels fail at every possible outcome? How? How? I I there there's no team in the in Major League Baseball that constantly shits the bed like the Angels do. I, how? Absolutely how? <laughs> so, okay. Let's uh let's let's take a step back here. So let's assess. So Iglesias is in the first year of a 4-year, 54 million dollar contract. Is that correct? Yeah. 
So basically $16 million a year for the next three years is what he still is what he still owed. So in order to are that, which that's not a ton of money. I mean, it feels like a lot of money now just based on how bad he's been, but like, it's not a ton of money. Um, that said, they're getting Jesse Chavez, who I, I I don't understand why they have any need for Jesse Chavez, who's 38 years old, who, I mean, what I'm assuming that he's not under any contract past this year. So it's just like a totally irrelevant rental guy who's, yeah, he's been fine this year, but like not necessary. Now, Tucker Davidson, from what I see, and I'm not a minor league expert here, he's... 26 years old already so he's he's the Braves fifth best prospect he's a left-handed pitcher and you know he's got by all accounts you know some tools but he's 26 years old he's still in triple a I what am I missing here I don't know and and this goes back to and it's it's so poetic because I would have rather, rather than saying, okay, yeah, Tucker Davidson, he's a top five guy. Maybe we look at some of their other guys in the teens and we get two to three of those guys instead of just a Tucker Davidson who's already 26 and kind of is what he is. I mean, I mean, it's the Braves, so we also have to consider um, Perry Manassian might know, know something, something here that we don't. Him. Yeah, well, that's that's what it has to be, right? Like, there's no GM or you know, one of one of the only front office guys that really knows the Braves prospect pool. That's the one saving grace here. But beyond that, like I'm kind of with you. Yeah. I'm, so Tucker, I'm stunned. I'm, so, I'm stunned. So Tucker Davidson yet yeah, is number six. I mean, two other guys off the, like just off the bat that I'm like, why not them? Ian Anderson, who's having an insanely terrible year. He might need a change of scenery. Although keep him away from Matt Wise. Cause Matt Wise will probably throw him more in the dumpster than he already is. But like I said, Spencer Strider's another name. He's good. He's he can pitch. That name would have been helpful. But like you said, maybe Perry knows something we don't. Tucker Davidson, yeah, he's older, but maybe he can go in that rotation kind of right away. Like I said, Ian Anderson, I assume would be another one that we could take because he's having a down year. Spencer Strider's been amazing this year. He. I mean, I the, yeah, the break like the they're not gonna they're the Angels were never gonna get a guy like like Strike Strider no. or or Ian Anderson there like there's not probably a not 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 for the money because this is this I I have a feeling this is gonna this is gonna be like a sal this is a salary dump move where you 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 got the number six guy and you're gonna be like all right we got it we got our we got number six we're gonna walk away from this one like that's so, probably what you're thinking if you're Perry is. We got we got a number we got a number six prospect. We're gonna we're walking away with our and that's it. And and based on the the salary, it looks like yeah, the Braves are taking the entirety of Iglesias' contract. So the Angels settled for a I guess inferior package to not pay Iglesias anything more. Yeah. So okay, so they. So the Thor, well, Thor was, was gone past this year and, and we, we knew they weren't going to extend him Marsh. Oh, okay. And then with Iglesias now, so they're clearing out money. Like 
is this a rebuild? Is this clearing up money to to give Otani an extension? Like, what's the what's the end game here, Spence? Like, I, I'm trying to figure that out. It's got to be they're going to try to throw money at Otani, even though I don't think he resigns. Yeah, I, I, because and and let okay, he, I'll I'll say this and write it down for a terrible take later on. If somehow Perry, because Perry's deal since taking over has been Perry gives zero fucks. He's cut Pujols and Otan. He's cut Pujols and Upton to mammoth yeah. contracts mm-hmm. and just said, we don't Claire want him anymore. Claire room for young, for young players. For young yeah, guys. Like, yeah. Upton's off the books. Putting on the tinfoil hat. Does Perry try to flip Rendon in the off season? Um, and pull it he off. He was not the G- he was not the GM to sign Anthony Rendon. That's correct. No, that was Epler. It was Epler in twenty in his last year. Um, I would I would say that they will absolutely look at that as an option, especially if they know that Otani is not going to sign an extension. I think so. I think this is this is what the front office is, has to be thinking. If Otani is willing to commit ne- this off season. To a long-term deal, and they know he's in for the long haul. Trout's already in for the long haul. Yeah. We have Rendon under contract. Then I think it's kind of all right. Well, let's hope that that guy stay healthy. Let's hope things break. Let's let's restock the starting rotation because I mean, you know, Otani's still going to be in the rotation. You have Sandoval. You have Detmers. Like there's there's pieces there. Uh, you need a closer now, but that's that's besides the point. Yeah. But if you figure that Otani is not going to resign, if they're like, all right, you know what? He's not giving us an answer. We know if he gets to the to the 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 free market next year, he's gone. Then yeah, I think you have to look at trading Rendon, and then you have to look at at life after Otani. Which if Otani leaves and you get nothing for him, I'm or even if you trade him, I mean that's that's a rebuild. And having Anthony Rendon for what three or four more seasons at a ridiculous amount, as he's well into his thirties and injury prone, is not going to win you anything. So, yeah, I think that you're right on the money with that, to be honest with you. But it all depends on Otani. Yeah, I think so. But it's I, I mean, how much is it going to take? To what, trade him? No, to keep him. Or to keep Otani. Oh, God. I mean, I'm assuming... I'm assuming at least $400 million if it if it's a long-term deal. I mean, maybe... Maybe they can see if they can get away with like a seven-year deal. So you look at okay, seven years, three fifty. That's fifty million a year, which is argu- absurd. Because argumentatively, he- here's the only thing with Otani. This is gonna sound really, really weird, but it'd be my thought process if I'm signing. He said three. Mm-hmm. Let's just say okay, like splitting his six years in half. If next year's kind of on par at these with his MVP year, this year if he get. Honestly, another he should be the MVP again this year, and then next year he has another like MVP caliber year. He's essentially had three, three very meh average years and three disgusting MVP years. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So and, the, and you can make it, and you can make a case that those first three years were because you know he's settling into big league baseball. Yeah, they're not using him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the change happened when they were like, "All right, we're going to take the kid gloves off, the training wheels off, nuts. and we're going to let you." Unleashed. And go nuts. Yeah, go nuts. Yeah. So if if we if if you think the real Otani is the guy you got last year, this year, and presumably next year, where it's going to be, 
30, 30 you know, 30 to 30 to 40 home runs, ERA at plus an ace pitcher. Or is it the guy you got when he first came in where it's like he's kind of just going to be struggling a little bit? Mm-hmm. If you think it's the MVP guy that you got the last two, th- you know, going on three years, you know, pay whatever he wants. But if in the back of your head, if you're thinking, oh, there's a chance he might regress back to this guy, yeah, we might not want to pay him. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And and I think when you have when you look at him, because, I mean, he's what, 29 right now, 28, 29. Or maybe that's what he'll be when he's a free agent. But I think he's 29. You also have to think, okay, if we're offering him a deal of at least seven years, if not more, how many of those years is he going to be an everyday two-way player? Do we pay him as if he's going to be in the heart of the order for all, all nine years of his contract, but he's only going to be pitching for five years? Do you know what I'm saying? But how much value but how much, but how much value does that bring you? Because, okay, like, the last guy they signed to, like, a big deal at that age was Pujols. And it was 30, he was, what, 31? And it was 10 years of Pujols. And Pujols could do one thing. Otani can realistically do two. So are you, what, let's say they signed to a 10-year, let's just use the, let's say 10 years, 350. The Angels re-sign him next year and say it's 10 years, 350. They somehow get it to work. They don't have to offload Rendon. He's backloaded. It, it's the standard It's the standard deal. He and Trout retire together holding hands singing Kumbaya. Singing kumbaya. It, what, what's more likely to happen on the back half of that contract? Is the, Let's I mean, say the offensive production drops. His pitching would probably still be there. So in terms of the risk, you probably don't have a lot of risk. Because he can at least pitch. That's his fallback option. If by the end, if if by age thirty-five or whatever, the next four years are he's he's just strictly pitching for the most part, and he's still he doesn't have to be even verlant like like. No, uh, well, uh, first of all, I think that you've kind of flipped it around. I think the fallback is his hitting, though, because if Either you remember or. early on, it early on when he had some some injury troubles and like some elbow troubles like he could still hit like when they're like oh yeah he shut down he can't pitch but he was still hitting like in those years so i think that's going to be the biggest thing where at at worst he's a guy who can give you you know 30 plus home runs you know whether you want to hit him at the top of the order middle of the order whatever but then when he's healthy fully healthy you also have a guy who could be a Elite number two for a World Series team, if not a very good number one. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I I would assume it, if, if you're one of these teams who's looking at him, you're at least saying, okay, down the road, he's probably only going to do one. Which one are we going to say he's going to do? Is he going to be pitching at age 30, 37 to, 30, to 39, or is he going to be hitting? I mean, I I would say hitting, and and that I think has to have less value overall than than pitching, you no, know, than I, being an, an ace running pitcher. But I, don't know. I think we're getting a, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Probably. Here, but, All right. Let oh, let's just let's. By the way, what? <laughs> real quick, before we get to some trade recap stuff, Tucker Davidson. I had no idea. Uh, Tucker Davidson started Game Five of the World Series yes, last year. Yes, he did. He in two innings against the Houston Astros. He gave up two hits, 
four runs, two of them earned, uh, three walks and one strikeout. 53 pitches, 28 of them were strikes. I don't think he's bad. I think my problem is I – how do I put this? Now, also, uh, after he was done, they brought in Jesse Chavez for uh, one and two-thirds innings, and he gave up two hits and one walk, but no runs. So. No, I, I don't necessarily think, like, the Tucker – Tucker Davison's bad. I I don't. I'm just like I wanted a third player. <laughs> that yeah, that's, I, that's all. I'm too. not. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like, oh, it's a lost cause. Boo. You know, like, huh, or whatever. It's for just a controllable like, contract for a controllable contract. I definitely agree with you. I would have liked to see it's a, like, another one there. But if they're paying all of it, fine. It, it it's just one of those bits where I'm like. Did we try to get somebody else? And they're like, and it's one of those bits where it's like, either you get another prospect or we take all the money off the books. Which one do you want? And in that case, fine, take let me have the money. 70 innings in AAA this year, Davidson has an 11.3 strikeout per nine rate while keeping his walks per nine under three. So maybe maybe he's figured some things out. It sounds like he's one of those late bloomer guys, and you know clearly the Braves don't have room for him right now. Yeah. But I mean Perry Perry may know something, but we don't, yeah. I, I would I I would assume that they view him as a starter. Like they don't make this trade for a guy who's just going to be a lefty reliever. I think that they envision him being Star- I think a he's going to start near the back end of that yeah. rotation. So I'm currently listening to Brandon Marsh talking to talking to him about him being traded. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be in good spirits. And it's the good. one thing we overlooked, I know we're going to start going through this is Marsh is from the East coast. Marsh is a is from Georgia. He's going back to the East Coast. He's going to be in Georgia more. I I hate to see him go. I love Brandon Marsh. I love Captain Caveman. I wish him nothing but the best in Philly. Yeah. But it's just like it, I mean, it, it 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 sucks. Like I especially losing losing young guys. It just sucks. But it's uh there's there's a lot of good in Brandon Marsh. I think he's a really good fielder. Um, he's, you know, he's got speed and I do think that there is some offense there, but strikeout rate is really, really bad. Um, when he slumps, he slumps hard. He's 24. It's not like he's 21, 22 right now. I know he doesn't have a ton of MLB experience, but there are some, some concerns there. I'm just going to say this. He's going to be in the same lineup and in the same cage as a, Bryce Harper. I'm just throwing that out there. It'll be good. In, no, he's, in a, listen, in he's a, surrounded by some good bats there. In he's a got Castellanos. <laughs> yeah. He's got like, he's got Harper, he's got out. Castellanos, he's got Hoskins, he's got Real Muto. Um he's got a, a you know, a, a plethora of guys there that can that can kind of show him the ropes. So, All right. so yeah, in a, in a hitter-friendly park. In a hitter-friendly park. All right, so let's just start going down the wildness that happened. Do we want to start with Juan Soto or do we want to end with Juan Soto? Oh, let's start with Juan Soto. We've, right. we've put it off long Blockbuster deal that happened this morning. Yeah, the blockbuster deal that happened this morning, Juan Soto and Josh Bell going to the Padres for a plethora of guys. Absolute plethora. A lot of guys. 
a lot of I think every top prospect for the Padres uh was in that deal. I'm going to pull up the deal right now. Uh, so yeah, so the deal was uh in its entirety. So you had Bell and Soto going to San Diego, and then you had and it kept just like changing every few minutes or so, but the final deal, so the two big names for San Diego are CJ Abrams and Mackenzie Gore. Um, yeah. guys who have been planted at the top of their top prospects list for a couple of years yeah, now. A few years. Um, their current top prospect, Robert Hassel III, who is now Washington's top overall prospect. He's a 20-year-old outfielder who's in, in high A right now. Yeah, um, in, he goes in the deal. Like and elsewhere. then you also have James Wood, who's a toolsy outfielder. Yarlan Susana, who is now Washington's uh, eighth-ranked prospect. Wood is the fourth ranked prospect, by the way. And then uh, yeah. it, it, not Eric Hosmer, but Luke Voigt now, which I feel bad for Luke Voigt. Dude, this. Eric, I, I said this like when we were talking, Eric Hosmer has the biggest penis of anyone today. That man flat out said no and got sent to Boston. <laughs> I was wondering why you did mention that about his penis, but now it makes more sense. <laughs> there, there's a backstory to this. Anyway, proceed. Uh, No. Wait, what was I going with? I don't know where I was going with it. I just said Eric Hosmer's got a giant wiener. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think you've been you've been queuing that one up for a while. We were just talking about the Soto deal. What? <laughs> you are totally thrown off right now by this penis thing. What is wrong with you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, okay, it's a good deal. I think it's a great deal for San Diego. San Diego just went for it. They got just in the last... 72 hours they got Brandon Jury, they got Juan Soto, Josh Bell. Oh, and by the way, Josh Hader as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the Padres are so fascinating because they have they built a tremendous farm system. Like like they really have, but they use that farm system exclusively just to get other players. Every single main piece of their lineup with the exception of uh, Manny Machado, was acquired via trade. Mm. Every one of their top five starters was acquired via trade, and Josh Hader, their their closer, was acquired via trade. Yeah. They that that's the sole reason of building that farm system was to get proven veterans. Now, it's risky. Don't get me wrong, but I it's like risky it because you're trading like you're trading young, controllable guys who, once they're in the majors, you have six years of contract control with them for guys that you may only have for. For two or three years, but I mean, you're getting proven MLB players when a lot of these prospects aren't going to be MLB players. So I I I can't really hate on what they're doing now. Is it going to result in something more than like a playoff series win? Maybe we'll see. But I I respect it. I mean, this is the time for them to go all in because they got a lot of guys that are going to be needing contracts. Probably not going to keep some over the next couple of years. So. This it's now or never. Yeah, it's there. It's bold. I like it. I I can't get mad. <laughs> also, fire the Nationals into the sun. <laughs> that team, dude. What what's you know what's wild? And some they were, they were talking about this earlier. Is they had Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Trey Turner, Juan mm-hmm. Soto, and they're all gone. And three of and all that, of them, all sure. but Harper. Yeah, Max Scherzer. But, like, of the hitters, all but Bryce Harper are in California. Mm-hmm. That's wild. 
That team won uh, a World Series three years ago. That core is gone. <laughs> Just gone. Game seven, game seven of the 2019 World Series, this was their lineup. Trey Turner, Adam Eaton, Anthony Rendon, Juan Soto, Howie Kendrick, Jubal Cabrera, Ryan Zimmerman, Jan Gomes, Victor Robles. So that's gone. And with with Mac with Max Scherzer starting, Patrick Corbin um, coming in relief, then Daniel Hudson getting the save. Yeah, all of them are um, gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, is Victor Robles still there? Maybe. Oh, Victor Robles is still there. He's the only one. Yeah, but it's, it, it, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, That's it's crazy. yeah. In less, than, in less than three years, in less than three years, they've gutted uh, what was a very good team. Now, I like I I people just must not want to be a long term member of that organization because I think they tried to resign a lot of those guys. They like, just I think they didn't. Rendon to come back. They gave Juan Soto a contract extension of over four hundred million dollars. He said no. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I. He, I I think you and I have talked about this. We talked about this in a football sense. Like, do you take the title and then, like, it's almost like the Marlins where it's like you won the title and now you're going to rebuild, but you won the title. Like, do you really care if your team sucks for five years because you won a title? Uh, well, as a New York Giants fan, I'm used to basically winning a title every 10 years and the other nine years, you're terrible. Um, so, I mean, you, you take that deal, though, right? Oh, I would. Yeah, 100 yeah, so. percent. I would. I would absolutely. If the if the Angels won a World Series next year, but the trade off for that was in less than three years, every single member of that team is going to be gone and you're going to be bad for another like five, six years. Uh, yeah, I will take that in a heartbeat, and I'll have that World Series to hang on. And and Washington absolutely should hang on to that World Series. They deserve it. They earned it. But, um, yeah, I, I think part of it definitely isn't Washington's fault because, I mean, if guys don't want to stay there long term, then it is what it is. But it's just really, really bad to just, in, in less than three years' time, to lose your entire World Series core and just fire the rebuild. Yeah. And, and, hey, you know, they're getting they're getting prospects. I'm a few of them will turn out. Most of them won't. We'll just see what happens. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, you're probably not going to see the fruits of the Nationals for another couple of years. At least. I mean. But, I mean, I, yeah, I think they're going to be in a good spot in the long term. One of them's gonna, at least a couple of those guys are going to hit. I I hope. <laughs> right? I, I would. You would hope. Think, like. Yeah, it's but but the problem is once you start to like do this pattern, it's okay. Let's say C.J. Abrams becomes a star. Well, who's to say then that C.J. Abrams isn't in going the same to be position, shipped out of town in, yeah. in four years? You know, because oh, he's right. not going to sign an extension. It's the same thing with the Reds too. Like everyone's like, "Oh, the Reds, what a great deadline for them!" Because they got all these guys for Castillo and Drury and whoever else and Molly. But it's like, okay, well, these guys are all going to come up in a few years, and then guess what? Cincinnati's going to get rid of them. Because well, no. Cincinnati, Cincinnati's probably this is gonna be a weird comparison. They might be in the similar boat to like our, the Angels are with Artie, but like on the opposite ends of the spectrum, where it's like they they'll collect, call it up one good year, trade everyone. Where it's the Angels, it's like we're gonna try and then just fail flat on our faces. Mm -hmm. It's I, I think I would rather be intentionally bad and be bad than trying to be good and be bad. Yeah, it, it weirdly it's it's almost like the the David's like the Florida David Sampson model where it's almost like 
you'd rather you'd rather like intentionally tank <laughs> than be stuck in mediocrity where it's like you're con like the angels are constantly going to be muttering around 500 constantly 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 and it's like you're not doing anything with yourself i guess at least today they did something well it's funny because they did something but also it's they're still trying to toe the line of competing now because Davidson's 26, um, Moniac's 24. Like, they want guys who I think are major league ready immediately, and they don't want prospects who are going to marinate in the minors for a couple years. But also, too, we're in the position of we don't necessarily trust our... I think the Angels are the one team that don't trust their farms, their farm director right now. I don't no, think they trust no, them. Nor, nor should they. Nor should they. Because no. the funny thing is, and I know we, have, we haven't talked about this. I know this was more trade deadline stuff, and I'm making it about the Angels. But I, I this is I, I want to make this one point because they did get a pitcher. It seems funny to me that their their AAA pitching coach, Buddy Carlisle, fixed Reed Detmers, but Matt Weiss couldn't. Mm-hmm. I I I'm flabbergasted. Like that, that's only an angel thing. Oh, yeah. That he goes to the trip, he goes to back trip lane, buddy Carl. I was like, hey, you're just dropped. Like, I literally, it was like he dropped, he just dropped his elbow. And they're like, hey, you just dropped your elbow. Just, you know, just like, just, you know, raise it up. And he literally fixed it during one throwing session and it was done. Like, I'm baffled. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, what other, what other, what were the the other like notable deals? So I'm just gonna run through them here, okay? Oh, go for it. I'm just gonna give a brief rundown and then just because I know we're like way over time because we got on an angel's tangent. This whole Rice Iglesias thing really uh threw really us. Messed us up. But, yes, <laughs> but deadline deadline day. So among the big ones after the Soto, we had the Dodgers taking a flyer on Joey Gallo. We know I love that that's that deal. Per- I love perfectly it. for them. I love it. I'm not gonna um, lie. Uh, Red Sox get Eric Hosmer. Again, I think that's that's a good deal for them, honestly. Yeah, and uh, Jay Groom, who is Boston's first-round pick in 2016, is going back to San Diego there. Um, That's a good deal for Boston. We had all the Angels deals with with Marsh going to to Philly for for the catcher. And then, you know, we talked about Iglesias and Syndergaard. The Phillies also get David Robertson from the Cubs, which – David Robertson, good on him. He's probably going to win Comeback Player of the Year this year. It's been exceptional. Yeah. Uh, Twins get Tyler Molly from the Reds. We have the Brandon Drury deal to San Diego. We have Darren Ruff going from San Francisco to the Mets. That was a weird JD one. Davis and, and three pitching prospects. Did you ever think that Darren Ruff would go for J.D. Davis and three additional That's prospects? That's such a weird deal. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, it. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one, but but I've I've always liked Darren Ruff and good on him. But that was that was a little weird. Uh, we got uh, Jake Lamb to the Mariners. We have Michael Fulmer to the Twins. Twins actually very active today. We had uh, Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader, a little one for one between the Yankees and Cardinals. And then at the last second, we had that Whit Merrifield to the Blue Jays for a couple prospects. So I would say the most surprising ones, at least for me. Uh, the Wit one, I, maybe I missed all the Wit Merrifield conversation, but that one's a little surprising just because of how long he's been there. Um, and I'll say probably the um, the 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 Montgomery for Bader deal too is a little interesting. I know the Cardinals just being around here, I, I follow a lot of Cardinals people, and they were really 
really hoping to get a big name. If it wasn't Soto, they were hoping it was going to be, you know, Frankie Montas or Carlos Rodon, but they're basically going in with Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery and hoping that that's going to be enough. But I don't think it's going to. Well, well, here's the funny thing, at least for the, from the Cardinals perspective, what did the Brewers do? Well, the Brewers, yeah. I mean, the Brewers traded Josh Hader, like, but so the Brewers, the Brewers can afford to though, because the Brewers are always doing that, but yet they still continuously find a way to have have solid, relevant players. I mean, they're replacing Hader, who's very good, with Devin Williams, no, who's I very know. good, and they even got Taylor Rogers in the deal, who's very good. No, no, I, I'm not saying like I, I do think, I, I do think it's they kind of got. They're now in the position of it's greater than the sum of the parts, what they gave up versus what they got. But it's almost if I'm a Cardinals fan, which I'm not, my thought is I'm not in you're not in the worst spot because the car, the Brewers arguably got weaker and you didn't. Hmm. That's all. I'm. That's my thought. Yeah, I could be wrong. I, I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, and I think that they, they feel good about that window. And the, the Cardinals really needed pitching. And technically, you know, Quintana upgrades that. He's having a good year, which of course he is because he was bad with the Angels last year. But, of course, he goes to the freaking Pirates, and now he's amazing. But I know, wild, um, right? <laughs> that's the point. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't know. The Brewers the Brewers are like the, the, the rays of the National League where they just seem to always find a way. Yeah. Where they can trade guys, they can, you know, make these moves while they're contending and still progressively like add to their farm system. Like I don't know where Milwaukee ranks overall in terms of farm system rankings, but they seem to just have guys that continuously are able to to, you know, help it. And they added a couple guys who are now in top ten prospects for them in, in Robert Gasser and Asturi Ruiz. So after the draft so after the draft, the Angels were dead last. <laughs> That's going to what farm system rankings? Yeah, this was post ML. This was post draft, so I assume this is going to change. But the Angels were dead last. Um, That's good. Braves weren't exactly any better. Astros were like, um, but with Brewers are twenty first. So if the Brewers were twenty. Yeah, yeah, the Brewers were twenty first according to Bleacher Report. So they were twenty first. So they're kind of middle ish of the road, and it's not like they traded anybody out of this. I would say. But added, but added um, two of San Diego's top ten prospects. Yeah, and I mean, so, I mean that that'll move them. So they're like middle of the pack, though. But still, like for a team that's been perennially, you know, in the playoffs year after year, that's fine. That's not that. Like, I'll, I'll take being sixteenth out of thirty teams, better than thirtieth. Yeah, I mean, like I said, looking at it this way, it's like you you're gonna boost yourself. It's almost like what the Dodgers do, and the Dodgers, I think, are like one or two still, right? Yeah, that yeah, because they Dodgers are three, and all and it seems like all they do is they all they do is add, but they they add and subtract and just keep going, and I I'm there, like ri- they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild how some of these teams are able to just continuously churn out just great MLB talent. I mean, it all just comes down to I mean, it's I don't think it's so much drafting as it is just development. And that's another thing, too. That's another reason that that I really like the idea of getting multiple guys, because, you know, if you get four pretty good guys, but you trust your development staff and your your whole minor league system in place, 
I mean, you have a chance to get four major leaguers up there and, and contributing as opposed to just one or two who may be coming in with a little bit more of an advantage. But I, I, I'd rather have four guys that, in the majors than, than one. So, I, I don't know. But, so, uh, Brandon, I need to reflect. This, is, this has been a, an exhausting day for me. Same. <laughs> Man. Final thoughts? I want it over. <laughs> it's a football season yet. I'm done. I, I can't deal with this crap anymore, man. <laughs> Waiting for hockey season. Personally. I just want I want something different. It was it it's as much as I love it. I love honestly overall I love the I thought today today was exhausting, but there was some crazy stuff like the, the Juan Soto crap. The Juan Soto trade was the biggest trade I think ever. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think in terms of play, like caliber of player versus the number of picks and the caliber of picks, yeah, people were saying it's the biggest trade potentially in MLB history. Certainly, maybe deadline day. Yeah. So I mean, if we're looking like looking at all that, I'm like that that by far was crazy. I think we're more tired because it's like the Angels did an Angels thing, which it's just like which sucks. Uh, I mean, I mean, good on them for for trading some guys and and trying to recoup some value and replenish the farm system, but also, it's still confusing. <laughs> yeah, it, it it really does feel like it's like are we better? Or are we just sort of like where we were? You know. Uh, yes. And like Maybe. I said, no. Wait to see, right? Wait to see. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, because like I said, the guy we got for Thor was a number one overall pick. He didn't do well in Philly. Maybe he'll do better in Anaheim. That that has never once happened in the history of baseball. But I can maybe dream. Maybe he'll do better in Anaheim. It's never. <laughs> maybe been I I can dream. Though. Maybe he will change my mind. He's Mickey. He's coming to Anaheim. It's a match made in heaven, right? That's it, true. There's a Disneyland factor I didn't even consider. We, All right, you've sold me. We forget about the Pujols. We forgot about the Pujols factor in St. Louis. What about the Mickey Mouse factor in in Anaheim? All right, I'm in. Mickey, <laughs> all-star, collision course. <laughs> but honestly, the Padres won the trade deadline. I don't care what anyone says. Padres won it. They pulled it off. Oh, of course they did. Of course the San- they did. Yeah, Dude, these yeah. Padres, these Padre-Dodger games are going to be absolutely wild, and West Coast baseball is going to matter. Despite all the John boys and starting nine guys, West Coast baseball matters again. So these stupid boomers better start staying up late. They're never, uh, or they, they're certainly glad that there's no one game wild card for them anymore. Because imagine investing all of this because you're never going to pass the Dodgers. It all comes down to one game against Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals, and you lose two to one. I like that's that's what would have happened otherwise. But now. At the very least, they'll get a because what is it now? Six teams um, per it's league. Sixteen, right? yeah. It's it's basically half the league, and it's best of three. So now, so even if even if you, you lose get, game one, you're still in it. Yeah, and you get um. Uh, so they would play the second wild card team, or what are they right now? The first wild card team or second wild card team? I think I they're the second. Know. I think they're second. I think second. Yeah, because the Braves are ahead of them. Okay, so they would. Oh, but then see, they would have to play the Braves in the first round on the road. That's not that's not easy. 
Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, I think the po- I, West Coast baseball's back, baby. And God forbid, and I said this earlier, God forbid the Angels get their act together. All right, God man. forbid. I'll talk to you later. All right. We're out of here. This is going to go up live. Follow Tim on Twitter. Big time Tim Jim. He, he, he sometimes tweets relevant stuff. I sometimes tweet things. I'll retweet uh, funny stuff occasionally. He retweets, it's worth it. He retweets memes, but he's more of a hockey guy. So if you like hockey, go check him out. All right, we'll see you guys all next Monday for the regular episode where I will probably cry again because I'll be talking angels again. Okay. I hate it here. All right, bye. (laughs) Say bye, Tim. Bye.